Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome back. Welcome, welcome, Sabbath morning. <laughs> this is Sarah, the obnoxious, obnoxious, that's not even a word, obnoxious one. Oh. And this is Katie and I'm the snotty one. Um, <laughs> I Aww, hope you guys no, don't, we, I hope you don't about it. You have just the raspy, cute, sexy Uh-oh. voice. Well, <laughs> thank you all for um, being patient with me. I lost my voice last week and we couldn't record and I'm recovering now. Um, I might have to edit out some sneezes and coughs, but I've missed you all. Uh, we're back. I'm so excited to be recording again. We are super excited. And like Katie said, thanks for being patient with us last week. Poor Katie was so sick and basically delusional. We just recorded um, a Patreon episode right before this, a video one. So we we quickly talk about our weeks without you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we talk a lot more on Patreon. We do a lot more chit-chat on Patreon. A lot of chit-chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Patreon, though, we have some housekeeping to take care of for Patreon. Um, first okay. of all, our um, our amazing little merch that Sarah designed has officially um, been awarded to a bunch of you on Patreon. So if you want to give a shout out to those and also you guys like bear with me, it's the first thing I've ever designed and made. So if it's busted and looks really bad, I am sorry. They're a little shut your mouth right now. It's very, very cute. So you all are going to love it. Um, It's going to be shipping to you here in the next one to two weeks. But that's if you have been a patron with us for three months and also if you've given us your address. So what we're going to do is we're going to quickly name all of you to give a big shout out to you because you've donated so much to us and we love you so much. So we're going to give you a quick shout out. And if you haven't given us your address, we're going to give you a gentle reminder to go into Patreon and do so if you want to get your little reward. So Exactly. And also, we will be making some more merch coming your way for different tiers. Um, unfortunately, because of, you know, how things work, it'll it'll be, yeah. So you'll see, like, how certain merch goes with certain tiers. So be on the lookout for that. That will be happening in the future as well. And I believe this exclusive merchandise, that's what it says in Patreon. So that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at right now was for three out of our four tiers, just as a heads up. Right, right, the higher ones. Um, Do you want to go, we can like alternate saying the names or do you just want me to go through really quick? Yeah, let's alternate. Okay, I'll start. First big shout out to our girl, Dusty. Hey, Dusty. <laughs> hey, Dusty. We just messaged you about being on the show, Dusty. Oh, yeah. Um, Second one is, the lovely Pamela, um, she's amazing and sends us lots of messages and is incredible. But Pamela, if you would like uh, to receive the merch, please give us your address. We are missing yeah. that. <laughs> Next is Emily. I think Emily is our OG, one of our very first, um, yes. might be one of the very first um, of our patrons. One of one of the few. I know there's a few of you, but thanks, Emily. Yes, thank you, Emily. And next up, we have Noah, the lovely oh. Noah. 
Yeah. Everyone loves Noah. <laughs> Everyone loves Noah in New York. Yeah. Next is Diane. Diane, Hi, be on the lookout and thanks again. Yes. Thank you, Diane. Um, next up, we have the lovely Kelly, who's also one of our OGs. And um, yep. we love her and her badass bike squad. <laughs> next is our lovely friend, June. June's June. Been on June, get on here and give us your address, girl. We don't have it yes. if you want to get the merch. <laughs> Which even if you don't want it, give us your address because you're getting it. Give us your address. <laughs> yeah. Give it to us. Um, Brianna slash Brianna. I always it's fuck Brianna. up. It's Brianna. God damn it. Brianna, I'm sorry. I always fuck up your name. Brianna, <laughs> thank you for your pledge and for your address. And also, obviously, I'm not going to say your address, but I will say I think we lived on the same street once before many moons ago. Oh, Just gonna very cool. Very cool. Uh, next is Madison. Hey, Madison. Thank you. Um, also, Madison is going to be a guest in the near future. So excited for that as well. Yes. Next up is the lovely, sassy, redhead, gorgeous Chelsea, who is Katie's friend in real life and my friend in my fantasy. So, <laughs> hi. Chelsea, give us your address. <laughs> yes. Give us your address. I can also just get it from her. It's fine. Um, and next is the Exmo Candle Co. Uh, Jen from the Exmo Candle Co. Oh, my God. By the way, this is on my list. I need to go get some candles from her. Sarah, have you checked them out? Yes, They're I have. Actually, I need to message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I need to message you, Jen, to see if you do international shipping. Because if you don't, then maybe I'll have it shipped somewhere in the States next time I'm home so I can take some back. Yeah, you guys go follow her. But thank you, Jen. Next up, that's me. It's Matt. Hi, Matt. Thank you for joining us. And also, well, obviously for your support. But Matt, we need your address. Need your address. Okay. Next is Joanne. We love you, Joanne. And thank you. Yes. Joanne has the most amazing hairstyles always on her Instagram. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, next up, Lindy. Thank you, Lindy. We appreciate your support and be on the lookout for mm -hmm. your super exciting slash don't want to overplay or upplay. How is that word? <laughs> the merch. Because you guys are going to get it and be like, this is it? Uh -huh. Oh, my God. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next is Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Thanks so much. And, uh. Go get on Patreon. Give us your address if you want some merch. Yes. Next up, we have Kat. Hi, Kat. Thank you. Be on the lookout. Also, I have to say, this picture of Kat, every time I see it, it makes me think of you, Katie. From a oh, distance. Cool. It's like a small circle. Oh, and I, you can guys see it. From, I can see yeah. it. I can see it. Kat, we're twins. Twinsies. Yep. Um, next is our favorite that I always giggle a thousand times at whenever I have to say this. <laughs> Roast beef curtains. <laughs> All right. We have your address. Thank you so much. You're amazing. <laughs> so good. Um, next we have Chloe. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you. the lookout for, yeah, for some merch. Next we have the lovely Kayla who's been on the show. Love you, Kayla. Give us your address if you want. Yeah. 
Love you, but give us your address, please. <laughs> um, same for you, Bridget. You're next. We love you, but give us your address if you want some merch. Thank and you. same goes for you, Noel. We love you. You're incredible. Give us your address if you want merch. <laughs> <laughs> give it to us. Um, okay, next up we have the lovely Christina. Thank you. Hey, you hey. have your address and uh, be on the lookout. Next is Sabrina. Hey, Sabrina girl. Sabrina, and... the teenage witch. <laughs> yeah, be on the lookout. These next four people don't have addresses, so we'll just say that. Yeah, now. we're just we're just gonna go through that. I'm just gonna say them all. Yeah. Go. Yeah, go for it. So Maggie, love your name. Give us your address. Jill, amazing. Give us your address. <laughs> Laura, love your Instagram feed content. Amazing. Give us your address. And Allie, Allie Cat. That's what I'm going to say. Give us your address. Yes. And next is Kate. I think she sometimes might go by Katie. I remember this because of, you know, names. But yes. Kate, hey, and uh, thank you. And yeah. We have so many amazing people. This list is so long. I, really I love do. it. This is like overwhelming. Um, okay. Next up, we have Ruth. I love your name. Also, your content is great. Um, but we need your address. If you want some merch, if you don't, that's cool. But if you do, give us your address. Same goes for these next two, Jennifer and Heidi. Jennifer and Heidi, you're amazing. We need your address. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, Maybe. take a take a drink every time we say address. Just kidding. I no. know that could be a, such a fun drinking game. Um, <laughs> next up, Brooke, we love you and thank you, and be on the lookout. Same goes for Holly. Thank you. Be on the lookout, Holly. And Catherine and Jenny. I'm just going to skip ahead. So we have Catherine and Jenny. We have your addresses and we appreciate you and be on the lookout. Yep. Yep. And the next two, we don't have your address. So get on here and give it to us. Sam and David. Thank you both uh, so thank much you. for supporting us. But we want to support you back. So, yeah. So give us your address if you want. If you don't, you don't have to. Yeah. Um. Next up, I'm going to do the next two because they're they're lumped together with addresses. So Goose, love the name, Goose and Rebecca. Thank yeah. you. And thank you. we have your address on file. So we'll be sending out the exclusive merch soon. Exclusive. Uh, Cassidy. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, Cassidy. Uh, we don't have your address yet. So here's your gentle reminder. Thank you. Here's your gentle nudge. <laughs> Um, next up, we have the lovely Victoria. Thank you. We do have your address, so be on the lookout for some merch. Next up, we have Moni and Amy. Love you both. You are both so incredibly supportive of us. We don't have your addresses, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and last but not least, we have the lovely Emily. We do have your address, and we are incredibly grateful for your support. So thank you to everyone on this list. I think it was about, oh, my God, we almost forgot one. So one has officially been oh, shipped. Oh, one has one is shipped. Yeah, good eye. Yeah, one has yeah, been shipped. Yeah, so we had one shipped out, and you should receive it in the next one to two weeks. And that's the lovely Jenny. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah. So all of these so should like be getting 45. to you. Yeah, they should be getting to you within two weeks. Um, also, Sarah and I wanted to let you know before we get into the episode that we're also going to be doing something really fun coming up. Uh, when this comes out, it'll just be 
happening the next day. So tomorrow uh, we're going to try to do a live stream for the first time where if you're a patron, you can watch us live. If that doesn't work, we're just going to record it and exclusively share it with you guys tomorrow. But we're going to be doing a drinking game. Finally, together on air, you can actually see us get a little buzzed. (laughs) You can watch us. Yeah. So that'll be coming out for all of you patrons tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, it'll be really fun. So last week on Patreon, we uh, posted like what what kind of content you guys want to see. And uh, that was voted as the highest. So we are going to drink live stream, which makes me a bit nervous. But, you know, it's going to work out. It's going to be great. And you guys will get to see me shit face. And it'll be a fun drinking game, a fun Exmo drinking game. So if you're not on Patreon already and would like to participate, please sign up. And it'll be available for all tiers. Um, So we will be live streaming on Friday tomorrow when this airs. And... uh, yeah, we have some other really cool stuff in the works, uh, planning out. We're going to do a bit more video reactions, some possibly a live stream episode, which would be fun. And um, yeah, yeah, we're also working on just getting a, a live show sometime in the future. We'll have some, a Q&A session exclusively for our lovely patrons as well. Yes. All right. Okay. Now that we're about 15 minutes in, thanks for hanging with us. (laughs) Thanks for hanging in. Those who have skipped ahead, you can come back. Come welcome. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Welcome Sabbath morning. Good morning. Okay, today we're talking about the much requested and, yeah, this just very (laughs) uh, popular, popular documentary right now called Lula Rich, which is a documentary about the MLM Lula Row. So. You guys, this is. <laughs> I'm so excited about this episode. Oh, oh, me too. So we have covered obviously multi-level marketing in the past. If you haven't listened to that episode, I think it's a really good one. You should go back and listen to it. I mean, patting myself on the back here, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and we did mention Lula Row like very, very briefly in it. And I, I think I even said something like. Oh, don't even get me started on LuLaRoe. Like they're Mormon owned and everything. Um, but now this documentary came out and I was like, okay, we have to cover this. So Sarah and I have both watched it. I watched it, I don't know, it was at least two weeks ago. So I, I wrote notes down. So we'll see where my notes take us. But <laughs> the point is we're just going to discuss it. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun because, whoa. There was a lot in that documentary. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, here's the thing that I <laughs> I actually got confused with um, the brand. So when Katie messaged me about this and was like, oh, you have to watch this documentary, like da, 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 we, we should do an episode on it. I was like, cool. So I found it on Amazon and I thought that it was Lululemon. Isn't that the other leggings? Oh, yeah, because Lululemon, they're definitely like an activewear legging company, but they're a legit business. I mean, although I think a little bit problematic, but we don't need to get into that. But like, yeah, they're an actual business, whereas LuLaRoe is 
a pyramid scheme. Don't sue me. MLM. <laughs> exactly. No, it is. I mean, yeah. So when I when I first started, like, because Greg was asking me, what's it about? And I was like, oh, it's about these like leggings and it's an MLM and blah, blah, blah. But I was totally thinking Lululemon, which I was like, oh, my God, how have I not made this connection before? Like, good thing I don't own anything by them. And then I started watching. I was like, oh, no, it's this other one, which I definitely know because as as Katie mentioned, the episode we talk about uh, MLMs, we do briefly talk about this. And I talk I mentioned I had a friend who was selling them and then she signed up quite a few of our mutual friends and it was all on my Facebook. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, what is with all these leggings? Like, I don't understand why people (laughs) are losing their goddamn minds about these leggings. I don't get it. They lost their shit. Yeah. lost it. And it got to the point where I actually had to unfriend her and like all of them because it was just so much like constantly trying to invite me to things and like message me. And I was like, I'm not interested. You want to join my legging party? (laughs) (laughs) And because of social media, which I'm sure we'll we'll get into this in this episode, um, even because they even talk about it in the documentary, like it's so much easier for MLMs now because you can do these live stream shows as well. Yeah, and that's how most of them do it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so let's just get into it. It's a four-episode documentary series. And in the first episode, you meet Mark and Deanne Stidham. I believe that's how you pronounce their last name. They're the owners of LuLaRoe. And I don't... I don't even really know how to just describe them, but when you see them, I just see Mormon. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's 100%. It's that hair for her, oh. like blonde, poofy, teased hair, and tons of makeup. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love makeup, and, uh, you know... I and I love poofy hair, but it's just a very Mormon. Like you just it, can tell. It's a very I, Mormon style for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my ne- my next note was they're Mormon, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. They, and they have fourteen kids that they mentioned. I'm just like, holy, holy moly, fourteen children. Why? <laughs> but then also, so let's look quickly while we're, while we're jumping into that. Well, I I always got confused. Like they said, fourteen kids, but how did it actually? Because they were saying that like they adopted quite a few, and then one yeah. of the adopted children married one of their actual kids. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't I didn't write down the full breakdown, but I do have here. I wrote they mention how their adopted daughter married their biological son, which that's what it I'm was. Sorry, what? Like I just think. Okay, obviously, I'm not a parent, nor am I adoptive parents. I think either way, you're a parent. So to me, it's like if you adopt a child, that's your child. Like that's a sibling to your other children. I just think that's a little, that shouldn't be, you shouldn't be marrying each other. (laughs) I I know. know. It made me very cringe. Like, I I don't know, like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I obviously it made me uncomfortable. I'm trying hard not, not to judge, but oh, it's like, me, sister. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna judge. Yeah. Okay. 
So very quickly into this episode, Mark says, quote, we believe in self-reliance and that the universe is ultimately fair. And then I wrote, easy for you to say, privileged white man in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, sure, it is for you because nothing's ever gone wrong for you and you've gotten everything your way your whole life. Like, okay. Uh, I mean, this this guy, though, the whole time. And not, you know, spoiler alert, maybe don't listen to this pod, like this episode until you've watched it. Yeah. Um, but this whole time he has very much the mentality of like, you just got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Oh, yeah. The reason yeah. why it didn't work for you and you went into debt was because you just weren't working hard enough. That's what Oh, 1000%. It's such a parallel to Mormonism and like the bootstrap mentality of like, if something didn't work or if, if for example, if you left the church, it's because you didn't work hard enough. Or if you leave the MLM or the MLM didn't work out for you, it's because you didn't work hard enough. Not that the whole business model is flawed and is a scam. It's because you didn't work hard enough, you know? Exactly. Yep. Um, so yeah, they immediately start talking about how much you make is up to you. Kind of like we were just saying, like, if you're success, like, you know, if you're successful, it's because you worked hard. Um, and then they, they keep saying that they're entrepreneurs. And I just said, I typed there dot, dot, dot a lot. Just because like, even just watching them, it's like, whoa, this is a lot of energy going on right now. And (laughs) I don't even know what to think. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. So Deanne was quoted in this episode. She said, quote, being a mother, I knew I wanted my kids to look great. And I was just thinking like, okay, like fine, but that's such a weird thing to say in terms of like, you just want them to look great. Like what about feel great? Or what about being safe and loved and nurtured? She never touched on any of that stuff. It was like, I just want them to look good. (laughs) And so yeah, she basically, she wanted her, her children, her young girls to look like fashionable So she bought bulk dresses from a swap meet and then she like she would dress her kids in them. But then she started buying more and more and she would sell them to her friends because her friends would compliment her on her on the dresses. And I was over here thinking like if she was acting like she was doing them a favor, like, oh, here, I'll sell you these. But it's like if you really wanted to do your friends a favor, why wouldn't you just tell them where you bought the dress at the swap meet instead of like marking it up? a higher price and and selling from it. it. Like yes. that's not uh-huh. what you would do for a friend. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was like some weird. Sh- yeah. Very, very like money hungry. And uh-huh. I, I don't even think she's ashamed of it. She like will say it like she just wanted to have money. Um, so she moved into after like buying the, the dresses in bulk, she moved into doing that with maxi skirts and, for some reason, she would buy like bulk amounts of these maxi skirts and these crazy prints. And the Mormon women around her would just buy them up like crazy. Like, I don't know why they were just, they lost their shit. For they the lost their shit over maxi skirts. And I 100% can remember and relate the, the maxi skirt phase. Like I had so oh yeah maxi skirts oh yeah and especially being mormon it's like oh cool like these are in i guess they were in for mormons and like they're modest yeah 
Yep. And they're like flattering, right? That's why everyone say like it's flattering for every body type. <laughs> it's flattering. Oh, God. <laughs> so in 2012, they brought on their first retailer, one of their first like women who would then also sell the skirts, which is crazy to me. It's like how much they're marking these up when they're just pieces of like cotton sewn together. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. Um, and then it also comes out that like she, uh, Deanne and Mark, they both came from MLMs in their past, specifically Amway. And then that was cracking me up because they kept, they, they want to seem so like legit and professional, but it's like, they totally have backgrounds in this kind of business. I didn't know that. I didn't catch that from the yep. documentary. They I both had been in Amway before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember them mentioning on the documentary Amway, but I didn't, I guess I didn't hear that part. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> um, all right. So then, you know, they have these retailers or consultants or whatever. And one of them on this particular episode said that Deanne would tell her, like, have these parties to sell these skirts and these leggings. And she said, quote, don't do refreshments at the party. They don't need them because they're always on a diet. <sighs> wow. This, the whole documentary and her is talking about weight and how yep. they look and how a woman, sh and especially a woman, should be a wife and a mother. Oh, and yeah. They, we get into they, that. Yep. They preyed on the vulnerable so much. So bad. So, I, uh, yeah, I have written down here that they, these consultants, they would pay $10 a skirt and then sold them for $25. And I'm just over here thinking, like, why, who would pay that? I mean, lots of people did, but would you pay that for something so, I don't know. It just doesn't feel high-end to me. It doesn't feel high-end, and it's also a lot of it is just the pressure right like your friend is selling it and if you're a good mormon you know say you go to release society and someone in there is like oh by the way i'm selling maxi skirts who wants right. to buy some and then you can't be the only person who doesn't and so then you're like oh i guess i'll buy some but then you buy it and you never wear it or it falls apart yep. in like two days yep because <laughs> women empowering women Sarah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like those words have been totally hijacked by MLMs, like mm -hmm. girl boss and women empowering women. And if you don't participate, you're a hater. And it's like, no, I just don't want your shitty product <laughs> and you're exactly. in debt because of it. Um, speaking of debt, these kits. So the uh, consultants would have to pay a startup cost to get their inventory. And the cheapest one you could get. Yeah, the cheapest one available was five thousand dollars. I, I don't, I don't even know. I saw that like when I when I because I honestly did not know um, that you had to pay a startup price to be in these MLM like this one in particular. Like I know the oh. other one, you'll have to like buy the stock, some of it. You know, like uh, what's the other one, Avon. I just remember. Oh, like, uh, there are so many. Yeah, but Avon. Yeah. <laughs> but like $5,000 to start? Like, like, no. I'm going to repeat this for everyone. If you are on the verge of signing up for some type of product that you want to say, any type of sales job, 
if you have to invest before you begin, it is not legit. No, okay? it's a scam. Yeah. It's a scam. Don't do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, it felt, it, it's so, it made me so sad because it showed how these women, they would take out loans to pay this startup fee. They didn't have that money. And some of them would like go behind their spouse's back to take out a $5,000 loan to buy these leggings. And I'm just like, oh my God, remember there was the one woman who like, what was it? Did she sell her breast milk? Yeah, they were encouraged to sell breast milk. And then like to take out credit cards, there was like those videos, like promo videos that were saying like, step two, you could take out a a credit card. Yeah, like It's very... Um, has parallels to Mormonism too and like pay your tithing right pay it before you do anything else and it's like well do you want to be successful do you want to make money for your family then get this startup kit and you'll be successful like oh my god Um, it's just it's disgusting because I know we're going to talk about it more later but it's just very much preying on the vulnerable and just being like that's all you have to pay and then you'll be good yep Um, so at the end of this first episode, it shows the event coordinator and those like big events he would throw. And then it shows all these women, just like hundreds of women dancing around in their LuLaRoe outfits. And all I could think was cult, 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 cult. Like they all look the same. They're all dressed the same. And I'm just like, what is happening? This is so bizarre. (laughs) It's so creepy. Like all of those promo videos made me like my my skin just crawl. Oh yeah. Oh me too. It was so creepy. Okay, so in episode two, um, we meet uh, some people who work at like the headquarters, where essentially they would take care of. They would like answer the phone calls of the sales reps or whatever. And there was the woman who came in to do her job at the office and Deanne stopped her in the hallway and was like, that's not LuLaRoe that you're wearing. And she goes, yeah, it's Chanel. And Deanne made her change into LuLaRoe. I can't, when I read this, she's like, she, she, she took me by the arm and took me to the warehouse immediately to pick out some, um LuLaRue what no was it called LuLaRue clothes LuLaRue yeah uh-huh yeah that is like so such control and uh yeah um and this same I believe it was this same woman she was saying how this I mean I think MLMs in general but LuLaRue specifically it's like they're selling this vision of white motherhood and like this white Mm -hmm. girl Mm -hmm. business like this white girl boss and isn't that so true like hundred percent. Almost no women of color were involved. No. But it's Mormon, so what do you expect, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not too shocking, but yeah. It's, uh... Yeah. Um, then I have a note about the tacky prints that that one designer was forced to make and how the consultants, they, you don't get a pick which prints you get on the leggings that you receive you just get random ones so you can just get ones that like look like it's a dick on your crotch (laughs) oh my god those were so great they were so funny 
what was it? It was like the the Leaning Tower Pisa or it was something like that, or it looked like a wang, like a willy. Oh yeah, yeah. There were so many bad ones, like so many things that were just right on the crotch, and it's like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so many of the like vaginas, it was amazing. Yeah, there were very few prints that I saw that I actually kind of liked. Otherwise, I was like, what is happening with these prints? This is weird. Yeah, um, I thought that too. Every time I was like, I, there's, there still hasn't been one that I'm like, oh, I love it. And that was the other thing is I remember the consultants who were um, on my Facebook feed. I remember them, like their biggest pitch was like, they're buttery, smooth, and like the most comfortable leggings you'll ever wear. And I thought it was interesting in the documentary that the very first uh, consultants and people who were buying said that like actually yeah they were incredibly soft in the beginning and uh-huh. they were actually comfortable and like something that you would wear all the time uh-huh. but then the quality just immediately went down and they were completely shit and no longer like that yeah I had a an ex-co-worker she her mom sold LuLaRoe this was back in like I want to say 2016 or something like that And she, like, her mom, who I'd never met before, like, wanted her daughter to, like, give out these leggings at her work so that, like, maybe we would go back to her for, like, to buy four. That's how desperate she was. And so she gave me two pairs. One was a pair that I think was from the beginning because it was actually really soft and decent quality. And it was just a solid color. So that was fine. The other one was, like... Halloween print with like baby like Frankenstein's on it (laughs) what and that I wore them at home like to sleep and I'm not even kidding you I probably wore them like three times and there were holes in them (gasps) yeah and I was like whoa yeah why would anyone pay $25 for these no thank you that is insane and yeah and it makes me feel so bad for those those consultants too, they have all this shit product that they're not able to get rid of. Yeah, it's like such shit products. At least with like some of the other ones, I'm like, all right, I actually did like them. Like Cincy, I'm not gonna lie. I fucking love my Cincy. But I got <laughs> Yeah. I didn't have to pay for it. So like this Mormon girl who stayed in my apartment once in Berlin, like as a thank you, gave me a Cincy like a European adapter one. I was like, oh, cool. This is actually pretty, pretty decent of you because apparently her aunt like owned the company. Of course, oh. that's, a, that's a Mormon MLM as well. Uh-huh. And yeah. so she just had like tons of free ones that she could give out and like lots of, uh... but then I saw that you could buy, like you were supposed to buy the wax cubes from a consultant. And I was like, fuck, these are expensive. Y'all, yeah. I, I didn't realize you could just get them from Walmart or Target for, like, a dollar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? They're, like, the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I liked how in this episode they had some of the ex, like, retailer consultants telling how much their bonus checks were, how some of them were getting, like, 40 grand a month because they had gotten in so early. And it just showed how all of these people at the top were – essentially stealing from all of the people under them in the pyramid because everyone underneath was going into debt to buy the you know these kits 
and everyone above them was getting rich, which is exactly how it works. And it's super it's fucked up. Sickening. And, and yep. there's one, there's one woman on there who I liked her until the end when she was one of the early consultants and maybe you'll know who I'm talking about. She wouldn't talk about how much like her highest check was, yep. but it was obvious it was like in the hundred thousands, like at least a yep. hundred, two hundred thousand. And she was just like, I'm not going to discuss it. I'm not going to disclose yeah. it. So I kind of felt like she didn't, like the whole time I thought, oh, maybe she felt bad and that had remorse for what she did. But then it got to that part and I was like, oh, yeah. it doesn't seem like she actually does feel remorse for stealing that money and making so many people go into debt and ruin lives so that she yep. could cash a $200,000 check or however much it was. I know. I lost some respect for her when she said she wouldn't talk about it. Whereas there was that other woman who, like, she was clearly emotional and she was like, I feel so bad that I was getting these big bonus checks now that I see how many lives it ruined. Like, yeah. That's so sad. Okay, so something else that was similar to Mormonism. Sorry, guys, I have some snot in my nose. You have the sniffles. (laughs) I have the sniffles. Um, The hashtag because of LuLaRoe, where they were, like, saying that, like, you, like, should post anything good that happens to you, anything expensive that you buy, you should hashtag because of LuLaRoe. You were able to, like, get this car, get this house. Very similar to Mormonism. Like, anything good that happens to you, it's basically thanks to God, thanks to the church. And it's the same thing with LuLaRoe. Like, Anything good that happens to you is because of LuLaRoe. Any failure, though, is your fault. <laughs> that's on you. Exactly. That, that's 100%. Actually, that's a really good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, she talks a lot about how, or, like, other consultants would talk about how if they bought something new, they had to, like, post it and and use this hashtag um, because of LuLaRoe. Yeah. Um, and also it made me think of the fact that we get these trolls constantly who are like obsessed with the fact that we use hashtags to promote our content <laughs> and they think right. that the church owns it. And it made me think like, does that bitch also think she owned that hashtag? Because anyone Probably. Could use that hashtag. It's not exclusive to LuLaRoe. You like, know that's going to be going up on this episode. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Um, so also... In this episode, they're showing bigger and bigger and like grander parties that they have all these uh, consultants go to. And they hired Katy Perry for one of them. Yeah. And But Deanne like didn't want her because of her song, I Kissed a Girl. <laughs> yep. I remember that? I'm just like, oh, the homophobia is showing. <laughs> yep, definitely. And also, I was just like, First of all, Katy Perry, gross that you would actually do that gig. Like, how much money did they pay you to do that yeah, gig? Yeah, they said it was like a few million they gave her to do that. Oh, insane. I know. I'm like, come on, Katy, you're better than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in 2016, LuLaRoe did $1.3 billion in sales. And in I couldn't 26- believe it was billion. I know. It's so nuts. In 2016, the top 0.01% made over 150000 each in monthly bonuses. 
and over 70% made absolutely nothing. They were just getting robbed. That is so insane. So sickening. All right, moving on to episode three. They started with their mottos are blessing lives and family first, which holy shit, can you get more Mormon? <laughs> it's basically the proclamation to the family, like, like inserting the leggings into it and tacky maxi <laughs> skirts that literally I was like, what some of some of the promo, like the, the prints that they had, I was like, who the actual fuck would wear that? Like, I know, right? They're not even cool prints or even the prints weren't eclectic enough to make it look cool or hipster even. It was just like, who would wear that? It's such an interesting phenomenon to me how much this caught on for a couple of years and how people went crazy for it. When looking at it now, I'm like, you were wearing cartoons on your legs. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. The Walmart ones look better to me. <laughs> yeah, for real. So at the beginning of this episode, good old Mark is at like a conference with hundreds or maybe thousands of these women. He's up on stage and he compares himself to Joseph Smith, claiming that he was persecuted like Joseph Smith. And he's a leader like Joseph Smith. And apparently he would drop and quote like a Book of Mormon scriptures. And I think most women there were Mormon, but the few that weren't were like, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, when I, when you guys watch this documentary, if you haven't already, you just eye roll the whole time. Like every single time, like every five minutes, I was just like huffing and puffing and rolling my eyes. Cause I was like, this is so obnoxious. Who but annoys you more? Who annoys Sorry? you more? Mark or Deanne? Oh, that's a t- I think Deanne just because she pretends to be more like she when you when you see like the um deposition deposition oh their depositions yeah yeah oh, and yeah. she's just like I don't know I don't know and she acts so innocent you know oh gosh Mark stop it or oh Ugh. he's just be quiet like anytime he would make like a sexist joke or uh just being absolutely a kind she would be like oh stop it now and like laughing when you're like you probably or I know you think the same way I don't know it just irked me that she came across innocent and he at least was arrogant and like yeah I don't know yeah totally they they were both terrible they're both um, disgusting, <laughs> um so then they start talking about like you were mentioning earlier the really toxic and sexist environment of LuLaRoe they would constantly teach at these conferences and stuff that you need to put the husband first like he is head of the household the woman's place is in the home which is why selling LuLaRoe is good and men have more power and Deanne literally said let him be your hero so fucking nasty so nasty um oh I hate I just hate it so much yeah (laughs) okay so then we get into Deanne's mom wrote this book called the secret power of femininity do you remember that like how they were talking about that it's so gross like and she would talk about how to use your body to get your husband to do what you want like she says just just need to be on your knees a few times 
yeah, like get on your knees for five minutes a day and then you'll get what you want. And it's like, ma'am, what? I could, my jaw dropped when I heard that. Yeah. And they constantly talk about like retiring your husband, uh, which I hear a lot in like MLMs. They're like, I retired my husband. It's like, no, you didn't. You definitely did it. <laughs> no, you definitely did not. Nope. Um, so, yeah, it's, I just keep, what my notes here say, it's just very culty, like, the people at the top are near godlike figures, like, they would, they're almost, like, worshipped, similar to the prophet in the Mormon church. Um, and all they, white. Oh, all white, yeah. And at these conventions, they wouldn't actually give real business advice. It was very like toxic positivity and like the hustle culture of like, just keep buying the product and just work hard and you'll succeed instead of actually teaching them how to run a business. So, yeah, that is true. It was just all like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. If you really wanted to make this work, you would hustle, you know, everyone People who are going into debt and losing out, they're just making excuses. That's yeah. what Mark kept saying. Oh, and that makes me so angry because we all know that the business model of MLMs is set up for people to fail. Like it just is. Um, so then we get into Deanne just being horrible with comments about people's weight. So she is encouraging people to get a gastric sleeve because they need to fit their brand. And she had like a group chat called Tijuana LuLaRoe skinnies because she would send these women that she deemed whatever, not appropriate (laughs) and not an appropriate weight or size. She would add them to this chat and then tell them that they needed to go get this weight loss surgery in Tijuana like, Y'all, that I, episode. Uh, and and the, again, for you know, I mean, I think if you've made it this far in the episode and you haven't watched it, you would have left already to yeah. watch it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> let me see. So yeah, like that one woman that they interview and how she felt pressured into get like they were like really pressuring her to get it done and she decided not to because she had complications with the balloon which is right also just unless it's like 100% health related and you need to have one of those types of surgery if it's just for vanity and pressure from people and society it's so dangerous it's just so dangerous and unnecessary and like the fact that you know, I, again, Katie and I are not shaming people who have done it because it's your body, your choice, do whatever you want to do. I just think it's really unfortunate that society and especially the Mormon culture and in this specific example, like they pressured people into doing these surgeries when they obviously didn't want to. And there's a high risk. And the fact that that woman oh, yeah. like, had complications with the balloon surgery and then, you know, they pressured her to get the um, gastric bypass was that what it was or the uh-huh. yeah the sleeve uh, yeah in in Mexico and because she refused to do it like they basically cut her out yeah it's it's so unethical and like you said it can be life-threatening um yeah you should never get involved in telling someone that they should do something like that 
it's horrible. To change their body in any way. Like, no one should ever give you their opinion on your body and try to convince you to do something with it that you don't want to do. Exactly. Yeah. And that's unfortunately very big in Mormon culture, as we know. Um, so it moves on to showing how their inventory just went totally downhill. Like we were talking about, they start to get like the moldy, stinky leggings and things with like ribs. Oh, yeah. And, and I know how Mark like denied it constantly. Guys. So he was like, nope, that didn't happen. It didn't happen. And it's like their, their videos, like we could see yep. there's actual proof of these massive containers of leggings being kept outside yeah. uh-huh. a warehouse. So and he was like gaslighting people into being like, no, there's no problem with it. Like I literally have quoted right here. He's Mark said, quote, we have the highest quality control in the industry. Such a liar, such a gaslighter. All of these women were like, no, like this, this stuff is ruined. And he's like, no, no, it's not. And they're like, it's right in front of me. It's right here. Like, exactly. I'm they're like you. sending pictures and, you know, obviously yeah. they're how it's just unbelievable that he denied it after obviously there's like plain evidence and truth, but then all these women who are reporting in being like, yeah, look, like it smells awful. Like the smell knocks you out because it's moldy and disgusting. Yeah. And come on now. Like you can't deny that. Yeah. And he literally said, I have him quoted here too. He said, quote, doubt kills more dreams than failure. If there is a problem, the problem is you. You say my inventory is stale. No, you're stale. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one made me laugh because it's so outrageously ridiculous. Like, That's you're little... still. Yeah, not me, you. Not me. Can that be the name <laughs> of this episode? Your inventory's not still. You're still. You're still. Yeah, like, good one, Mark. Thanks. That's a nice comeback. Um, but then, I, yeah, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. At the end of this episode, another parallel with Mormonism was a lot of these Sales reps discovering that this dream they'd been sold wasn't real. Discovering that, like, you've been lied to and you need to come back to reality and you've been so deep in this cult, essentially, and you need to wake up and try to get yourself somehow out of it. I really felt for a lot of these women because I was like, oh my God, that's kind of similar to how it feels when you realize the Mormon church has been lying to you your whole life. Exactly. Yeah. It's a huge, like, yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't actually connect the 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 feeling I got with that point, but I I do remember when I was watching it being like, "Oh, I relate to this." But I didn't put the two to two like two and two together that you're right. It's like leaving the Mormon church where you just feel confused and yeah. lost and a bit silly and naive for even believing it in the first place and right. guilty for some of the things you did while you were Mormon slash right. in MLM. Yeah, yeah, it's all the stuff. Trying to like pick up the pieces. And then I found it really fascinating. Another parallel as well is that um, they created that defective LuLaRoe group on Facebook where they yeah. would chat with each other to kind of validate themselves and be like, look, we're not going crazy. They're sending us bad, the bad inventory. They're lying to us. And they were validating each other and forming this group. And it really made me think of the ex-Mormon community, like the ex-Mormon Facebook groups. And 
for example, like our little community we have that follows us, like we're all kind of helping each other talking That's about what we've been through. Because if you try to talk about it to someone in the church or like an authority, they'll just gaslight you into saying that what you're feeling isn't real or valid or whatever. And then you find in a, a group outside of it and you're like, holy shit, this is real. I'm not going crazy. That is such a good point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And also just that sense of validation that you're not the only one. Yes, you're not the only one that this is happening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so in the last episode, they cover how in 2017, LulaRoe changed their bonus plan to be based on sales versus what your downline orders. And all of the distributors lost tons of money. And this, yeah. they did this to try to look like less of a pyramid scheme. Like, I think they even say it like they have the guy on the Zoom call or whatever being like, we're trying to get away from looking like a pyramid. So now. Yeah, it was their son. Remember? And they were like, oh, he just says things like, you know, he wasn't he wasn't meaning that it was just taken out of context. And like (laughs) what he was trying to say, (laughs) like, but he's on video. We know the whole context. Like, yeah, the whole thing. Like. Oh, my God. How many times have we heard that, too, about stuff that we say, like, you took it out of context. It's like, no, we didn't. No. <laughs> we have the whole talk on on video. Yeah. Um, they also changed their buyback policy in 2017, which they originally told everyone that this buyback policy was never going away, which is like, so if you get inventory and you can't sell it, they'll buy it back from you. And this was kind of like making more people join, right? Because it's like a safety net. Like, oh, I guess if I don't sell this, they'll buy it back from me. And then they just got rid of that. So then all of these people were stuck with all of this shitty inventory and had lost so much money. Like, devastating. Like, people lost their homes over this shit. That is, oh, God. Like, I can't. Like that made my stomach just sink when I thought about being like imagining being in that position or situation where it's like you've invested all this money, went into debt for this product that you're trying to sell. And you think like, oh, I'll I'll be able to sell it and lease break even. And then it comes back that you can't even return it and like buy, like buy back to get your money, at least your initial investment or to get yourself out of debt, not even just to break even, you know, yeah. like, imagine just being like, nope, you can't even buy the, like, they're not going to buy it back. And you oh. have 50 K in debt and you're going to have oh. to sell the house. It makes me feel like sick, physically sick. Um, yeah. And so I wrote here that Deanne said about this, she said, quote, I wish there wouldn't have been negativity. It's so unnecessary. When meanwhile, this quote unquote negativity is that thousands of people, thousands of women that she's claiming to empower are losing their homes, their cars, their marriages. They have to file bankruptcy. And she's like, oh, I wish there just wasn't so much negativity. It's like, fuck you. You know, exactly. the people who tell us to just stop being negative about the church, it's like, you know what? Fuck off. We've had horrible experiences that have changed our life forever. I think we have the right to talk about this. (laughs) Yeah, you can politely fuck right (laughs) off. Not even politely. I don't even want to be polite anymore or kind. Just fuck off, sir. (laughs) Yeah. 
sir, ma'am. <laughs> um, and then we get into there's all kinds of lawsuits um, they that you know came at them, and um, they have a lawsuit against them from Washington State for being like a pyramid scheme. And this is where you see the depositions. And I wrote in here, it kind of feels like you can more see their real personalities, like like how Deanne was acting. Like, yeah, she was acting kind of innocent, but she was also acting kind of, I don't know, like snotty almost. Like, I don't yeah, know anything about that. she was. When she kept she's, straightening and shuffling the papers yes. without making eye contact and being like, when they asked her what the address was, she was like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's like when she's talking to the camera and she's all dressed up at like the beginning, um, she's all just like, <laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm so bubbly. And then in these dispositions, she's like, <laughs> I don't know, just such a difference to me. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, they showed that one clip quite a few times because it was shocking every not shocking, but just a bit like what? When they ask her for her office address and she doesn't know it. Like, how do you not know okay. your office address? I know. Um, then, you know, a lot of distributors are leaving at this point because they've all, a lot of them have lost money. You can't be successful. And Deanne told uh, one distributor that was quitting, she said that she needed to take her kids to church so that they had a sense of stability in their lives after she left LuLaRoe. Like, ew, get out of here. Don't tell me what to do with my kids. <laughs> Oh, and it's such a same like parallel reaction to like you're 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 leaving, but what you should do is just pray more and go to church and that'll solve your problems. Right. Yeah. Uh just pray more. Just go to church more. Don't, Don't you know how to fix everything? Jesus <laughs> you out of debt. Um, and one of the last things that I wrote here was that a lot of the women who had left, they were they were talking about how they were learning to be non-judgmental and they were learning to be authentic with their friends and how their friends were telling them like they were so happy to have their friend back. And they were also regretting getting other women into the company, similar mm -hmm. to how we've had people who have messaged us saying that they were missionaries and they regret like converting people to Mormonism. Yep. And in even just us, like some of the things that we regret, like I definitely regret trying to like convert people back into the church. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's all I have for my notes. But I mean, overall, I really liked the documentary. I think it was well done and it showed a lot of the really shady stuff that they've done. It would have been interesting if they went a bit more into like how it's similar to Mormonism, but I know that that's hard to do when you don't come from that background. So exactly. And I think that they were trying to, I think it was really well done because they're trying to make it as unbiased as possible. Cause I think yeah. if they would have had like a strong Mormon angle, then people would have, you know, some people would have been like, Oh, they're just trying to, you know, blame it on them being Mormon. But in reality it was like, this is just a really horrible pyramid scheme that's affected tons of people's lives in a negative way and it doesn't like it, it doesn't matter that they're I mean obviously it's shittier that they're Mormon but it's more just that they're stealing money from people and yep. uh -huh. causing a lot of harm and damage and that's the important part to focus on which yeah like you said I think they did a really good job with the documentary of just showing the facts like there wasn't really 
commentary or anything. It was, it was actually, I found it more impressive that they had most of like Mark and Deanne, is that her name? Uh-huh. Who were speaking most of the time. Like they, they did the work for them. Yeah, like, exactly. It they didn't was have their to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think this kind of comes back around to like our whole stance on MLMs. I know that a lot of people thought that we were really harsh in our initial uh, episode about it. But like, truly, if you like, just don't support, even if, I don't know, it's, I know it's hard because you want to support your friend that's in an MLM, but what's happening is they're getting swindled. Like, so don't, mm-hmm. just don't support MLMs if, yeah, if you're in one, I hope you can get out. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's wild. I mean, I know our listeners in Utah probably, especially know a lot of people who are maybe still in. I, so LuLaRoe is still like a thing, right? I think they've been in trouble, but yeah, I think they it's still, still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's still I, a thing. And I, it blows my mind that I don't even know how they're still in business, to be honest. Like if, especially after this documentary, like who would, who would watch that and be like, oh, cool. I'm going to go sign up or, <laughs> or who would buy anything? Like I'm sure people who watched it, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, let me buy let me buy some of that. Like, right. I, don't, I really don't know how they're on, in business other than just probably a lot of people in, in Utah and, and Idaho and New Mexico and Arizona just didn't watch the documentary because some Mormons told them not to, because it spoke badly about Mormons. So they right. just said naive about it and were like, Oh yeah, it's so great. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. Do any of you listeners have, any of the leggings with the horrible prints. I want to see them. Will you email yeah. them to us? I want to see. <laughs> please do. And if you are a big LuLaRue fan, please tell us why. I'd be curious because I obviously after this episode, you know where we stand. Yeah. <laughs> but if there's any good, I just not with it, it's a pyramid scheme. So I can't ever support that. But like if you ever got good product for them and you're like, actually, it was decent. Let us know. I'm not going to yeah. buy anything from them, but you know, it's good to know. Good to get our facts straight on the product. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you all. And uh, thanks for bearing with me through my little sick voice, but I couldn't stay away from you all for another week. I had to do it and had to push through and it was a lot of fun. So no, we're glad that it. you did <laughs> through. It would have been boring just with me on here. Oh, shut up. You could just, you, you know what Sarah does on Patreon that people love so much? She reads her journals from when she was Mormon, and it's like <laughs> the hit of Patreon, I'm telling you. Like, you could just read your journal for an hour, and people would people would listen. <laughs> oh, they're so cringy. It just makes me giggle every time when, when people request it, because I'm like, really? It makes me cringe just reading them. But so good. <laughs> so good. Wow, the church is true. Wow, the church is true. <laughs> On that note, everybody, have a safe week. We'll be back next week. And, yeah, we love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.